It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Kara Carper, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist, and today's host of Dishing Up Nutrition. Today's show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company bringing you life-changing nutrition education and life-changing nutrition counseling. So recently, I found a book that I would like to share with you. It's called The Happiness Diet. It's very easy to read. It has a profound message of hope for people struggling with depression, anxiety, or anyone that's having a failing memory or having a lot of senior moments. And I have asked two co-hosts to join me in this book review discussion today. So Kate Crosby is a nutritionist who can comment firsthand on how food connects to moods. She's also a nutrition educator. She's a counselor at our North Oaks office. So Kate, great to be here with you today. And can you just tell me, what did you think of the book? Well, I loved it, Cara. Um, you know, I loved a whole bunch of different things about it. I like the format. I like the tone of the book, but I like that message. You know, the format, the thing that I found really fun is that every few pages, there's a shaded box, either at the top or the bottom of a page. And in this box, it gives you another reason to avoid processed foods. We'll, we'll give our audience a taste of those later on in the show. Um, but I also like the tone of the book. It was light, humorous, while talking about nutrition. Now, you would, we all know that's a tough task. Um, and I also like the message, Cara. I mean, it's our message. It it's really, really is. important. Yeah, it's like we wrote the book. It is, <laughs> yes. Um, the importance of eating real foods to improve your brain function. But before we get into it, I first want to tell the um, listeners about who wrote this book, The okay. Happiness Diet. It was written by Tyler Graham, who's a writer, and also Dr. Drew Ramsey, who is an assistant clinical professor of psychiatry at Columbia University. And Dr. Ramsey specializes in the treatment of anxiety and mood disorders, so he knows firsthand how to treat mm -hmm. these things. But more than anything, I really liked the very first sentence of the book, and let me quote it. What if you discovered that the best place to begin your personal pursuit of happiness is at the end hmm. of your fork. I love that. <laughs> yep. So listeners, stop and think about what Kate just read. Your personal pursuit of happiness is at the end of your fork. I would say that's a very profound concept that's put into simple language that anybody can understand. And as nutritionists, and just a little disclaimer, mm -hmm. just because we're nutritionists doesn't mean that we're always perfect with our eating. Oh, not at all. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but we can, anyone can understand this concept. And I mean, we know with many people that struggle with doing the plan. I mean, it's one mm -hmm. thing to have the information. It's another thing to actually follow through on the eating plan. Changing behavior is difficult, and sometimes you need a little help doing mm -hmm. that. So, yeah. So let's dig into the core concepts of the happiness diet a little bit more. But before we start to do that, let's welcome Shelby. Shelby Hummel, another nutritionist who has a master's degree in nutrition and was recently licensed by the state of Minnesota. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats, Thank Shelby. Thank you. That's well, awesome. You 
Good morning to both Kate and Cara. I'm so happy to be here with you this morning. Good. And of course, I liked the happiness diet too. I know that the author's approach is exactly what we teach at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. They believe that before you can improve your psychological well-being and outlook on life, you know, you have to make those eating behavior changes to support your brain. We know that your brain is your master mood regulator and it's your master memory finder. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But, you know, isn't it sad to say that the American diet undermines our emotional and mental well-being? I share this message a lot with my clients in classes and individually, family and friends. So exactly what do I mean when I say that? The American diet is undermining the emotional and mental well-being of all of those who eat that standard American diet? Well, of course, we all want to be happy. But every day, most people consume what amounts to a series of Unhappy meals. I love that. <laughs> I know. So think about this. Unhappy meals. Starving or shrinking your brains. It's kind of sad to realize we eat these unhappy meals. For instance, kids will go to school eating unhappy meals like cereal, toast, juice. And frankly, we know about a third of the kids are suffering today. Suffering with mm-hmm. diabetes or depression or obesity. Largely from those unhappy meals. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love the authors actually call the modern American diet the mad diet. Mm -hmm. And we know that the mad diet is characterized by large large amounts of simple sugars, those things found in cereal and pasta, bagels and juice, Pop-Tarts, and even cereal bars, which a lot of people think is healthy. Mm -hmm. Yep. They do have a lot of sugar, though. Absolutely. We know that all that sugar plays tricks on our brains. So guess what? You desire more and more of that sugar. So then we say, well, what's the big downside of eating all of that sugar? And we say it's shrinking your brain. You actually have shrinkage in key areas of your brain from eating all of that sugar. And those areas that are shrinking are the areas that affect your mood and your memory. Yeah, it's pretty profound. And, you know, remember the American Heart Association is now recommending eating no more than six teaspoons of sugar daily to keep your your heart healthy. Mm -hmm. So we also know that what's good for your heart is usually good for your brain. Absolutely. Um, So I think we need to just talk about how much sugar is in foods that we eat. Like 12 ounces of soda has about Mm -hmm. 12 teaspoons of sugar. So most people know that soda's got a lot of sugar in it. Mm-hmm. But how about juice? Well, some people think juice is a healthy replacement for yeah, soda. But, but what are you saying, Kate? Yeah, not exactly. <laughs> 12 ounces of juice? You could be consuming 10 to 12 mm. teaspoons of sugar. It's the same as soda. Exactly. And, you know, two cups of cereal that turn into 12 to 21 teaspoons of sugar? Wow. So that's just more sugar shrinking that brain again. Most people today eat more than six teaspoons of sugar daily, and we all know that the rate of depression has increased. But, wow, how about anxiety disorders? I feel like every client I see has got a ton of anxiety. Oh, yeah, they're on the rise, for sure. And Alzheimer's disease is now at epidemic proportions. So people really are experiencing shrinking brains from this sugar Mm -hmm. overload. You know, in addition to eating too much sugar... Many people are eating way too many foods that are full of refined oils and trans fats. 
Mm. And, you know, those bad oils have been linked to an increased risk of depression as well. So let's just say you're eating a fast food burger and fries. You're getting, first of all, you're getting too much sugar. I mean, from the bun and the fries. You're also getting too many refined oils and trans fats from probably everything, Mm -hmm. the burger and the fries, Mm -hmm. and no doubt a shrinking brain. So on the flip side, if you eat a grass-fed steak, salad, maybe have some olive oil dressing, small baked potato with some butter on it. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, I'm salivating <laughs> uh, already. <laughs> you're going to be supporting your brain. You're going to be supporting your moods and also a good memory. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that sounds great. But we always say, you know, here at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we always ask, well, what does the research say? Mm-hmm. So what does the research say about the modern American diet of processed foods and its connection to depression? A large study published in the British Journal of Psychiatry found that eating processed foods, those things like bagels and chips, pizza, muffins, cookies, and even french fries, increased the risk of depression by Hmm. 60%. Think of that. Mm. Increased the risk of depression by 60% eating those processed foods. So think about this. If you're sending your child off to school with that cereal bar and maybe a juice box, You may be setting up your child for low moods and even anxiety all throughout the day. Kids Mm -hmm. have more and more of that these days. It's very, it's very sad. As a parent, oh, sorry, go ahead, (laughs) Casey. None of us really wants our kids to have low moods or anxiety. So if we feed them a real breakfast like eggs and bacon and hash browns cooked in butter, also another salivating meal, we can (laughs) actually lower that risk of low moods by 26%. They have almost they have almost a thirty percent better chance to have a great day. I mean, just by just by changing your breakfast, Absolutely. it sets you up. Oh, and I mean, amazing! What a wonderful way to begin. So it's time for our first break, and you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We have a holiday gift certificate special available right now. It's a great deal. If you spend $100 for a gift certificate and you can use the gift certificate for classes or counseling, you actually receive a $125 certificate. So that might be the perfect gift for mom, maybe for your spouse, your daughter, your daughter-in-law. Helping them get healthy is a really special gift that you can give. And, you know, I was teaching a nutrition for weight loss class last week, and one of the gals in class shared that she bought three of the $100 certificates oh, wow. for herself. Oh, so she has oh, a hundred, you know, $325 gift certificates to use to classes and counseling. Oh, um, brilliant. Yeah. Self-care. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. uh, give us a call today if you have any questions. The studio line is 651-641-1071, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. We're talking about the book, The Happiness Diet. The authors of The Happiness Diet recommend adding B vitamins to support good brain function. For instance, B6, which is really important for getting those brain chemicals like serotonin and dopamine to work well. B6 is also crucial for memory. They also recommend B12, which is crucial to avoid that agitation or loss of focus. Both B6 and B12 will help boost your memory and reduce depression. Really, really important vitamins for moods. 
But also, they recommend adding something called B9, which is just a new way of uh, naming folate. And B9 protects your brain and your heart. I just want to remind listeners that they can give us a call in the studio today if they've got any questions. Um, And our number is 651-641-1071. So, Cara. So, yeah, before break, you were talking about, you know, how when kids go off to school, if they have a breakfast of cereal, toast, juice, Mm -hmm. that type of a thing. Yep. Really, that is just setting them up for low moods and possibly anxiety throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. People may not realize that. Um, I thought I would just share what I give my daughter, who's Olivia is five. And it's pretty much what you, the meal you were talking about before break. It's Mm -hmm. it's similar, but she often will have one egg. Um, She will have two or three of those little nitrate-free Applegate maple chicken sausages. Sausages. She loves those. Mm -hmm. So she's getting her protein. She's getting some fat with that. Uh, We, of course, we cook the egg in butter. And then she will have a piece of gluten-free toast with some butter. Or possibly a piece of fruit as her carbohydrate. Oh, so she's actually perfect. kind of a big eater for a five-year-old. But um, yeah. I'm confident when I send her off to school that, you know, she's not going to have low moods and anxiety from that breakfast. Absolutely. That's awesome. So and we know that the most common treatment for depression really is medication and therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow along the way, people forgot how powerful a treatment food can be for depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Very So true, you know. Um, I was mentioning before that throughout the Happiness Diet book, the authors list a hundred different reasons to avoid processed foods. So I'd like to share a couple of reasons to avoid processed foods. So here is one. Did you know that a Dunkin' Donut glazed chocolate cake stick contains more than 40 ingredients? Wow. What's, what are those you. ingredients? <laughs> Boy, 40 ingredients, that'd be hard to put together. Uh, in, and some of those ingredients include five different types of gums. Okay, I never put gums in anything that I'm baking, but that's okay. And something called TBHQ. It's a form of butane. Okay. What's butane? Lighter fluid. Yeah. That's used as a preservative. that's disturbing. I I don't know. That just cannot be good for your brain. No. And let me share one of the other top 100 reasons to avoid processed foods. This one's actually about yogurt. Hmm. So if you look at the list for low-fat, Dannon, fruit on the bottom, strawberry yogurt, well, of course, it does contain some strawberry, Mm -hmm. followed by sugar. Not so good. (laughs) Fructose syrup. Mm. fructose, and even high-fructose corn syrup, all of which are sugar. Wow. Four so different kinds. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. If you're looking at this type of sugar, that low-fat fruit on the bottom, it actually contains more sugar than some ice cream. Wow. Yep. Hmm. We're told wow. that yogurt is healthy, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. We know that plain, full-fat yogurt is healthy, but not those that are really sweetened with all that sugar. And we know as our sugar consumption went up, so have the rates of anxiety and depression. Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. Think there's a connection there. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about the rate of sugar consumption in this country. Uh, We share this information all the time in our classes, especially Mm -hmm. our weight and wellness series classes. Did you know that back in the 1700s, we were eating about five pounds of sugar per person per year? Then in the 1800s, it increased to about 18 pounds Hmm. per person per year. 
the 1900s, we had a big jump, 70 pounds per person, wow. 70 pounds of sugar per person. More recently, we found some information on 2000, in 2009, um, the, it was 100, 180 pounds, pounds wow. on average per person per year. So that kind of breaks down into 52 teaspoons daily. So that's what the average American is eating of sugar. So we kind of have to ask ourselves, with that much sugar, what's happening to our brains? I mean, we know sugar causes inflammation in our body and in our brain. So think of this. When, you're, when your blood vessels and your arteries are inflamed, um, you know, sugar is going to kind of make that whole process worse. Mm-hmm. The Definitely. blood carrying your oxygen can't get through. This is when people have what they call senior moments. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm. memory lapses can't yeah. focus as well. Yeah. So all isn't that, that interesting? That can happen from sugar. That's affecting our brains. Just all that sugar, sugar, yeah. sugar, sugar. You know, another thing that the authors, um, Tyler Graham and Dr. Drew Ramsey of The Happiness Diet, they use so many descript- descriptive phrases. So in Chapter 3, it was called Bad Food, Bad Mood. And here are three strong statements that the um, authors share in this chapter. First of all, studies show that countries with the highest per capita intake of sugar are the countries with the highest rate of depression. Wow. Think about that. The more sugar you eat, the more depressed you Hmm. become, or at least these countries did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Wow. And another statement that the authors made, a second one, eating the modern American diet that's high in sugar increases the risk of dementia or what some health experts are now calling Alzheimer's disease, that type three diabetes. Yeah, Yeah, I've heard that a lot, that term. Mm -hmm. Many experts believe that forms of clinical depression should be actually called metabolic syndrome type two. So that just means that the foods, the very same foods that are responsible for diseases like heart disease, cancer, and diabetes are also responsible for depression. And depression is our most common brain disorder. So eating so much sugar is actually shrinking the brain. They say that over and over in the book about how... You know how much sugar is shrinking our brain, and that's easy for people to understand. I mean, it's not a technical way of saying yeah. it, yeah. And it's actually kind of scary and alarming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. shrinking those areas of the brain that we talked about that control mood and memory. Exactly, very mm-hmm. important. So here's another interesting chapter title. I think people will perk their ears up to: Why French fries cause wrinkles and shrink your brain. <laughs> Oh, yep. darn. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting <laughs> title when I read yeah. that. Yeah, so I bet many of you are thinking, why do French fries cause wrinkles and shrink my brain? Well, let's go through this process just like we would if, if we were teaching our weight and wellness series. Okay. So first, we know that French fries are made from those very large potatoes, high in mm. starch and sugar. So two mm-hmm. French fries actually turn into two teaspoons of sugar in the body. Or we would call that glucose. So 24 French fries, 12 hmm. teaspoons of sugar. So guess what they use, or guess what they use to feed or fatten up cattle? Corn. Mm-hmm. Corn. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. Absolutely. So we know, if we're getting technical, when our blood becomes too high in that glucose or that sugar, 
that sugar attaches to the proteins in our tissues through a process that we call glycation. So that process is actually similar to how food browns. So if you think of like the crust of your bread getting brown Mm -hmm. um, or your vegetables when they roast, that sort of thing. And that's actually the most visible sign of glycation are those deep wrinkles. So in the brain, this glycation process, it inflames and shrinks the hippocampus of the brain. So, you know, the hippocampus is what helps us keep our memories. And people that have chronically high blood sugar actually have shrunken hippocampus. And they also have poor memory, which Mm -hmm. makes sense. So it's time for our second break here today. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. At the last break, Kate shared some really infer- really interesting information on B vitamins and the recommendation to add B6, B12, and folate to boost memory, focus, and mood. So this month for December at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we actually have our twice-a-day multivitamin on special. It's a special price. It's 15% off. And that twice-a-day multivitamin It is formulated to contain a higher level of B vitamins than many other multis, so it supports good brain function. I like the twice a day because you're going to get all of your B vitamins. It's just too easy to swallow capsules, you know? Pretty simple. It's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. I take both of them with breakfast. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything in there is very absorbable, Mm -hmm. easy for the body to break down Mm -hmm. and utilize all those nutrients. So give us a call today at 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Shelby Hummel, licensed nutritionist. And this morning I'm here with Kate Crosby, nutrition (laughs) counselor who sees clients in our North Oaks office. And Kara Carper, licensed nutritionist who sees clients out of our Wyzetta location. And today we're discussing and reviewing a book called The Happiness Diet. So we commented a little bit, but all three of us like this book because it it really agrees with what we've been teaching about depression and anxiety for the past 20 years. We know that for better brain function, we must reduce sugar intake, eliminate those refined oils and those trans fats, and eat sufficient amounts of good quality protein like meats and fish. So, you know, we've been talking about that and it's really easy to say, but sometimes it's really hard to do. So if you or someone you know struggle with depression or anxiety, we really encourage you to make a nutrition um, consultation with one of our nutritional weight and wellness nutritionists. And, you know, we can help you keep your brain functioning better And we can help you get your brain functioning better Mm -hmm. if that's really what you're wanting to focus on. So call our offices today, 651-699-3438 to set up an appointment. You know, I often find that people with anxiety or depression um, really need a sort of a guide, a lot of guidance because they Mm -hmm. feel so terrible, Mm -hmm. not only physically, but mentally, that to make these changes it um, feels overwhelming to them. Absolutely. Yeah. But once they start eating real food, they're often quickly surprised mm-hmm. at how much better they feel, and then they can execute the plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They start their moods start to improve even just a little bit. Yeah. Maybe they have a little bit more energy, motivation, exactly. and they're connecting the dots. Mm-hmm. You know, they're seeing what what they're eating, how it's affecting how and it improving their them. brain. Yeah. 
And we can help them do that. We know that we can help them make that connection, mm-hmm. the food that they're eating and how they're feeling. Right. So. so we had some callers over break that are not, not everyone is on the air. Um, we do have a couple callers on air. We'll get to you in just mm-hmm. a second. But Please hold. <laughs> yes. People want to know where can they find us? Where can they get this great twice a day multivitamin with high B vitamins that we were talking about? Yes. So those are great questions. Um, you know, so we're people listen worldwide. We're in mm-hmm. Minnesota in the United States. Uh, we have seven offices in the throughout the, the Twin, Twin Cities, Cities area. Mm-hmm. And so people can pop into one of our offices to purchase the supplements. Mm-hmm. They can also we ship supplements. So you can always call our office. You can go to our website and get information on all of our offices. It's weightandwellness.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just list those seven locations Go, if we yeah, can. Yeah. All right. Let's see if the <laughs> three of us can come up with those. There's a there's an office in St. Paul. There's another one in North Oaks. Mendota Heights and Lakeville. Mm-hmm. Wyzetta. And Maple Grove. Did and, we say Eden Prairie? No. Nope. Nope. And the okay. seventh Prairie. one is yeah. Eden Prairie. We got That's it. Right. Good job, ladies. <laughs> we got them all. You we, know, another thing that you can do is get a, hop on our website and you can listen to past uh, radio shows. We That's have right. tons of great articles that are very informative and will dovetail with things that we're saying on the on the mm-hmm. radio. And, you know, you can like us on Facebook and get information if you um, choose to do that, if you're on Facebook. Absolutely. So, Cara, we've got a caller here. We've got Wonderful. Two. Um, let's, uh, Dan, you've got a question about cholesterol. Are you Hello? still on, Dan? Hi. Thanks yeah. for waiting. Can you hear me? Okay, sure. Um I've been doing a lot of research in the last three or four years, and it uh, seemed like a while ago I read something that said only about 10% of the cholesterol that you eat actually adds to your uh, lipid cholesterol test. Correct. And so I wanted to know if, if that's still something or if there's been, because it's been a while since I read that. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, you know, I like to eat eggs, but I know they're kind of high in cholesterol. And but I'm, eggs are I've, great for you for a variety of different reasons, especially the brain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Full of, full of um, B6 vitamin that's really helpful for activating those neurotransmitters. Sure. Um, eggs have a little tryptophan that becomes serotonin. And mm-hmm. eggs will not dramatically affect your cholesterol right. level. It's other types of food that are increasing your cholesterol in a detrimental way, those carbohydrates and sugars that turn right. to sugar. So things like your bagels and your cereals and your muffins and your pasta. Uh, well, other questions? I don't do any of that stuff anymore because of talking to you ladies on the on the show and, <laughs> and visiting your offices. So good. I you know I really do try to um, uh, keep my levels down. But the one thing I was and I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to wean myself off is I was a great milk drinker. I could go through, even in, even like two months ago, I could easily go through two gallons of milk myself hmm. a week. And so, but, you know, when you look at it, there's so much lactose in it, and, uh, you know, there's like 13 grams of uh, carbohydrates per half a cup, and so it really just is a lot. And then I was reading something yesterday that, that suggested that homogenized milk, when they do that, they kind of break up the fat particles. You know how... Mm-hmm. The old milk where the cream used to rise to the top, Correct. Mm-hmm. but in order to make homogenized milk, they rip up the fat particles so it just stays suspended. And yes. then those fat particles, it encodes something else that's not good for you in the milk. And then that 
kind of adds, um, instead of being broken down your digestive system, that kind of goes right to your bloodstream, sort of. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that adds to, uh, like, the stickiness, mm-hmm. you know, of the exactly. cholesterol. Yep, yep. So have you heard that, too? I have. I guess, I guess um, a, another concern I would have, or when I hear that someone can drink that much milk, um, mm-hmm. I often become a, a little suspicious that the milk is slightly addictive for this person. <laughs> and... Well, I, I raise my hand. Yes, yes. <laughs> and and um, uh, that would know, be had... more of a concern and that, mm-hmm. that it's not really helping you. Um, right. It would be probably more beneficial for you to focus on getting some good meat or eggs or fish as your source of protein and adding mm-hmm. some wonderful vegetables and some butter or coconut oil or have some nuts mm-hmm. on the side. Right. Um, and uh, as a matter of fact, per Dar's suggestion, yes. I put coconut oil in my coffee every, every morning. Oh, I do the same thing. I love coconut oil and coffee. There you go. You know, I was I was expecting to taste something, but really there's absolutely no taste at all. And you don't even know it's there. So people are kind of leery about trying that. Yeah, yeah it's nummy. It's yeah, These are some great, I'm, great we're glad you called Dan. about the cholesterol piece, particularly because yep. that's so important for other listeners to hear. Yeah. What we're eating, eggs, you know, the coconut mm-hmm. oil, those things are not affecting our cholesterol very much at all. No. It's the sugars mm-hmm. and the bad oils. Yeah. I'm very familiar with, uh, with the good fats and all that, but I, I was wondering about what about the fat that comes from, let's say you have um, a steak. Uh, yeah, steak or hamburger or something, you know, animal fat like that. Um, freebie. It's a freebie. You get really? to, you just get to have that. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, my my hunch is Dan that that and this is just a hunch, um that you probably need to eat more meat. You will you'll probably not be <laughs> yearning for that milk if you really yeah. eat the correct amount of protein. So it'll about, be very satisfying. I don't know your size, but I'm going to just guess probably 6 ounces of you know, meat okay. at a meal. Yeah, I've heard you talk about before on the show about four ounces. And, uh, well, oh, for a way, guy, it'd be have... a little more. For a guy, it's a little more. Okay. Yeah, and I've got quite a bit of muscle, too, you know, so it's... Uh, there you go. That helps. Um, and I have, though, about a month ago, I have switched to the almond milk. Uh-huh. Oh, good. Re- and... Yeah, that's a good replacement for... As long as it's unsweetened. Yeah, milk. Just, yep, yeah. Just so it doesn't have the... Yeah. The extra sugar. We have. We actually have to take. Let Kate. There's another call. Dan, we're gonna have to take the other callers before break. But thank you so much for calling in. We really appreciate your support. Yes, and and good questions. Lori, you've got a question for us. Lori, are you there? I am. We can. We can take your question. Okay, I have an eight-month-old grandson who's, for the most part, um, being nursed by his mom and now starting to supplement with real food and formula. But he has had ongoing coughs and colds ever since he started daycare at three months. And so I've talked to my daughter. I do the weight and wellness way, and I said, I think we need to get him on Bifidol, but I don't know um, how much that she should give him or that. So I was just calling for... Um, guidance on that. Yeah. Good question. Yeah, wonderful question. So um, I actually gave my daughter Bifido when she was an infant as well. Um, And I think that there's a couple ways to give the Bifido. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sorry, did you, I I missed the first part. Did you say nursing or formula? 
She's oh. nursing, but at daycare, they do do um, some formula. Okay. And he, now he's just starting with, um, you know, the foods like, you know, sweet potato, squash, avocado, that mm-hmm. kind of Wonder, stuff. Those no. are wonderful first foods. That's good yeah. for her. Okay. Yeah, she's doing a really good job with all of yeah. that. But we just can't seem to get him so he's healthy. Sure. He's well, it's just tough. always coughing or pink eye or... It's tough with daycare. Or, it really yes. is. Bifido, that bifido will really improve the immune system mm-hmm. of everyone, but especially in the little ones. So I would recommend, you know, a little bit of the bifido powder. So mm-hmm. we, we carry a bifido powder. Right. That's the easiest one for her to get. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, you know, you can be put right on the nipple for nursing. Okay. Um, also, dip the pinky right in the powder and put it in the baby's mouth. Okay. That's another way. The third okay. way is to actually put some in the bottle. And whether it's a okay. bottle of formula or breast milk, or really a bottle of even if there's, you know, a little bit of water, okay. all sure. of those options would be fine. How many so how times much a day? Is a little? I mean, is it like a I mean, I would say like an eighth, or? you know, an eighth of a teaspoon, approximately three times a day. Okay, times three. Yeah, and you kind of have to estimate if it's, um, you know, if you're dipping the pinky in, but that would be a good amount if it were measured. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, so if if mom is nursing, and would should mom take be taking bifido as well? Yes, that would be definitely doesn't hurt for mom to take it, and then she's the baby's going to get even more through through mom's milk. Yeah. Mm So I'm going to cover all those bases. So thank you so much for your call. All right. Well, we have to go to break. You were listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And let's face it, it's the holidays. It's more difficult to stay away from the sweets this time of year. So here's just a couple tricks that I do to Hmm. avoid getting caught in the sugar trap. I make up a batch of deviled eggs. So I always have a grab-and-go protein and healthy fat. Uh, Another trick that I do to stay ahead of my hunger is always have several deli meat roll-ups made up ahead of time. So again, I have protein snacks to grab and go. If you have questions for us today, give us a call at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Changing your eating habits is often one of the most difficult behavior changes to make. We understand it, and it takes a combination of education. You got to know what you need to do. It takes a lot of support from a qualified counselor and commitment on your part to actually make the changes. It takes ongoing encouragement to stay the course, and sometimes that's in the form of a class or more consultations. As nutrition counselors and educators, this is the service we provide, and boy, do we love it, because we get to see people change. Let us help you change your eating habits to support your brain health. You can book an appointment by calling our office at 651-699-3438. Looks like we have a a caller. Yes. So, Rita, you've got a question for us today? Are you still on the line, Rita? Yes, I am. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm going to try and get through this. Um, I have a daughter who's 23, and she started having what they call vasovagal syncope at um, 16. She was in the shower one morning at 6 o'clock, and um, she said she could feel herself passing out, but she couldn't call my name. And we have a ceramic tub, and she fell in it. And mm. when I looked, she looked like she was having a seizure. 
and I thought I was going to lose her. And um, she's been now to Mayo. She's been everywhere. And they keep saying, well, it's seizures. And then some say it's not. They say it's phasal vagal syncope. And when she had these seizure-like effects, that was the brain rebooting itself. And um, it usually happens before, just before, during, and just after her periods. Hmm. And um, she has a lot of anxiety. And so they said, well, maybe it's based on anxiety. And... um, now she has them, and she says, "I just she's going for RN. Yeah, um, she's mm. in LPN right now, and she says I just feel like my life is over." Mm. And they've got her on Keppra, and she had a worse seizure where she, well, when she'd have these seizures, she would just pass out, and then she was um, kind of in a dreamy stage, and then she yeah. had a really bad headache when she came out of it. And um, with this last one, she. You know, the, they say the a regular seizure, they can mm-hmm. wet themselves and they can foam. And that's the kind she had. But she never had any until she was on that Keppra. And then they're switching her over to another one. But What is like, Keppra? I'm not familiar with Keppra. It's a seizure medicine, kind oh, of mm-hmm. a, right. mm-hmm. a regular one that they use. Yep. Um, but I just, I don't, and then she had another one in her sleep. And... My fear is, every mother's fear is, what if she'd get sick in her sleep, and what if she'd, you know, I heard of an actress that had those kind of seizures, and, and she passed away because she got sick, and she threw up. Boy. Or, you know, she choked. Uh, Rita, and, sorry to hear about that. So sorry. Yeah. So I'm listening to you, and I'm thinking maybe this is a diet thing. Well, there might be a component, you know, there, um, and... It, it seems to me it's a it, this situation is very specific and um, yeah. sort of complex that an oh, individual <laughs> consultation would be mm-hmm. in order. It would be hard for us to answer anything over the phone here. Right. But um, I'm very sorry for what has been occurring, and I can only imagine how much you know fear and anxiety you experience. How stressful that must be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there is a little, um, mm, I was going to say something about hormones. Uh, sometimes yeah. estrogen blocks serotonin, so, you know, there might be something going on there. But it seems to me you've, you've received a lot of good medical help, but you might yeah. need just um, an adjunct to that, some nutritional consultation. Well, that's at what least I'm thinking, to help work her, mm-hmm. At least to help her know how to keep her blood sugars balanced and how to eat well. So that's not mm-hmm. the cause of these seizures. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. we're going to be talking more about some foods that, you know, would be helpful for yeah. anyone, but especially talking about, you know, kind of controlling that blood sugar and helping mm-hmm. with any of any of the anxiety that, you know, may or may not be contributing to to the stress of that. So, right. Thank you for your call so, and um, you know, I hope you can give one of us a call and, and set up a consultation mm-hmm. for you. I daughter. will do that. Great. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rita. Thank you. So, before we went to break and took our phone call, we were talking about the happiness diet. And this is a great book that we've been been reviewing. And part of what they're stressing is very much what we stress. We know for good brain function, you need to reduce the sugar. 
Absolutely. You've got to stop eating those refined oils and trans fats that are so often found in processed foods. Mm -hmm. So what should we eat for good right. focus? Well, so, of course, the authors of the book, I mean, they're very much in alignment with our philosophy. And, of course, they're also going to recommend healthy fats in place of those unhealthy refined oils. And so... And, you know, just a couple of reasons for that. Every cell in our body has a fatty membrane. Mm -hmm. It's made up of fat. Exactly. Our, specifically, our brain is 60% fat. So a low-fat diet, the authors actually, you know, say it's absurd to be on a low-fat diet. <laughs> yeah. and, and we agree. We need to search out, of course, the best possible fats. Not all fats are the same. Mm -hmm. So Kate and Shelby are going to talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Those Absolutely. And before we get to the fats, we're going to talk about some of the other foods that the authors of the happiness diet recommend. So things like free range eggs and grass fed beef. So why would we want to eat free range eggs and grass fed beef? Full of those B vitamins and that tryptophan. You know, eggs also contain some vitamin D, which we know is so mm -hmm. important for mood and, Absolutely. and brain. What about Brussels sprouts? One of my personal favorites. <laughs> that indole-free oh. carbonyl, that, that ingredient in <laughs> <What>? those. Yeah. <laughs> um, in those cruciferous vegetables, it helps to activate your immune system, but it also fights cancer cells. So it, it's protective. Detoxifying. In, yeah. Yep. yep. What about grapefruit and lemons? Funny, but they uh, block an enzyme in the brain just like medications for Alzheimer's do. Yep. We also talk about berries and, and those healthy fats like mm -hmm. butter and olive oil, mm -hmm. coconut oil, avocados, nuts, and even heavy cream. Mm -hmm. And the, author, the authors of The Happiness Diet recommend the following top five good mood foods. So the first one is wild salmon and shrimp. And we know that those are rich in omega-3 fatty acids mm -hmm. that will support our brain. How about cherry tomatoes, number two, you know, um, and watermelon? You know, the red contains the lycopene. Oh, it looks like we are out of time. Woo! You know, right. it's such, the Happiness Diet is such oh. a great book to pick up. We have so much more information that we didn't have time to share with you today. But thank you for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you found this interesting, please share it with a friend or family. And our message each week is how eating real food supports your health. So be sure to tune in next week. It's going to be Brenna and Cassie talking about what we call eating the weight and wellness way. Thank you so much for tuning in and have a wonderful weekend.